can't go and mess up two weeks in a row right now. Yeah, so let's make sure my make level's good. Oh, your levels, they're wonderful. Just make sure that mouth is right next to the microphone. And then we can have an engaging discussion about pop culture topics. Hello, There's and welcome. I didn't steal it from you this time. To pass assault. Yeah, you know. Although no one will ever hear me steal it from you because it's that episode's gone. Yeah, forever. I got I got overexcited in that moment, too. I had to take it back. I panicked, really. I lost my You had money on it. You and uh, Tony had a little bet going. Yeah. See if Max can steal it. $5. Pest Salt is the show where we talk about pop culture topics. And today, we're going to honor a lost one. Pour one out for Stan Lee. Stan Lee. He passed yesterday. 95, right? 95. 95. Still, you know, all his wits about him. So uh, that's good. We all know him from the cameos. He's been doing cameos, I think, since 1989 was his first. I mean, he hasn't. Obviously, Marvel movies haven't been consistent since then. But since they've been consistent with Iron Man 1, every single one. Do you want a quick Spider-Man PS4 spoiler? I don't have the game, so sure. You've been warned. There's a Stan Lee cameo. Oh, I, did, I knew this. Oh, you knew that? Yeah, I knew this. Oh, okay. Well, Stanley yeah, that's cool. That's cool. People on Twitter worried. Um, what they don't realize is that they filmed Stanley's cameos for the next like four Marvel movies. Already. Oh yeah, like a lot of people are gonna are... go nuts during. Uh, I don't know what the next one is. Maybe Captain Marvel is that the next one? Cap- well, that one's already filmed, so I knew he was gonna be in that. He's already gonna be in Avengers Four. We knew that he's gonna be. I think in Black Panther Two, cameo was already filmed i'm not sure about the i'm not sure about black panther 2 but the next one after infinity war that one's been filmed and i'm pretty sure the next one oh far from home that one's already been filmed sweet so he's gonna be in it at least through that um uh, and then you know they'll find a way to as long as like, permission is given re-engineer yeah, him per, as long as permission is given i think he'll be in more i liked him in the cameo of i was it thor ragnarok or avengers Infinity War, where he was on that uh, floating rock in space with the Watchers. Oh, yeah. I think that that should have been his final cameo if they were going to do that, because it's kind of like I'm watching over the a lot of, uh, whole universe. Of, like, you know, the nerds that like all that stuff. They thought maybe Stan Lee, like, would end up being a bigger part. Like, oh, he's yeah, with like the he, Watchers, like, he controls I the I wouldn't be surprised if he like is written into the... Uh, comic series that comes out next year the year after my uh question to you is he's not in any any of the earlier actually i don't think he's in any x-men movies as a cameo is he i even the newer ones first class and all that i can't remember the the only x-men movies that i remember watching are origins wolverine gross and first class, which is great, and I don't think he's been in either of them. Because Sony, does Sony still have Fox? Fox, Fox has X Men. But now Disney might have bought them. That's been a deal, and right. it works for like yeah. Eight that's months. probably the only Marvel movies he wasn't in Logan that I can remember. Again, don't. I mean, I can't quote myself, or no one should quote me on this. I have seen Logan. I thought it was a good movie. I remember all the plot points and everything. I just can't remember if there was a. Stanley. I feel like Stanley like shouldn't be in that movie. I've never seen it, but I know the tone of it. The tone is stuff. pretty dark. Yeah, for sure. For sure, a dark movie. So, Stanley, he... Pioneer. I don't know. Is he considered the creator of Marvel, or is it like him and a few others? He's a co-creator. He definitely uh, is credited with Spider-Man, like creating Spider-Man as a character, creating him the and, fantastic... Him uh, Steve Ditko. Yeah, and Steve I just Ditko. had to watch a documentary on that guy. Um, and uh, Fantastic Four, which arguably really just shunned off to the side every time they've attempted to bring fantastic four into popular culture just failed um michael b jordan miles teller movie didn't even see it don't have to yeah that was that was one of those movies where it's like oh production was hell like the director was a drunk yeah like just bad all around um but yeah and then i'm sure he wrote comics for uh you know a while he always had his intro in all these comics, Stanley presents. You know, he's the presenter of Marvel. Well, he was, he was really as good of a showman 
as he was a writer. He is... Stanley himself was a character. That's not actually his name. I forget his name, but it's something Jewish, and he wanted to hide that like back when he started. Yeah. So, um, oh, it's like his name is Stanley... Stanley something. I yeah, yeah, can't yeah, remember yeah. it, though. He's... Uh, Everybody knows him as Stanley. He's appeared on TV. He's he's done well to make himself an icon, but it's not by, in my view of Stanley, it's not by going. I need to be an icon. What can I do to be an icon? It's just by devotion to his fans. I think that was what that is. A state is saying this stuff that he's been devoted to his fans and releasing these clips, and I think that's really what just made him uh, an icon. I don't want to compare the two. But let's look at uh, let's take this somewhere no one takes it. Let's look at old guys who've died in pop culture. Hugh Hefner, icon, died. Did he rise to the level of American icon because he thought to himself, "I need to be an icon"? No, he was devoted. Oh yeah, to no. his readers. He's like, "What gets men aroused?" <laughs> and at the same the time, gives women a chance to make a career out of their looks. And then he's an icon. He, and his he has that like. They all have a symbol. Hugh Hef had the robe. Stan Lee had the sunglasses. And uh, I, I don't know. Maybe there is a formula. Well, it's a mixture of all. It, it comes off as authenticity. Right. But you also have to be an interesting personality to begin with. Yeah, for you this can't to happen. just be bland. And then you need the executed idea. You have to have Guys like that, they had level. all three. Yeah, you have to have some level of... It doesn't even need to be prodigious or genius talent. You just need to have some level of talent that you are good at getting out there. Um, comics, historically, didn't do well. They, I mean, they were cheap. Kids liked them, but not. they didn't really explode until, like, they say the golden age of comics or whatever. Um, it was You don't make a living off comics, but Stanley made it. He made a niche. He he defined the role, you know, and that's what made him an I'm in I'm in a class this semester that uh, analyzes comic books and stuff, and today was the first What's time I've called? had it. It's called, like, the the journey of the hero or something. It's Wait, really today's the first time you had it? No, it's the first time I had it since he died. Oh. No mention of it. No mention of Stanley's death, which was absurd to me. That's disappointing. Yeah. I'm disappointed in our college more and more. Um, And really, all my teacher harps on is that, like, yeah, all of these heroes are kind of based on, like, ancient Greek heroes and stuff like that. Yeah, sure, maybe. You could I'm sh- you can make that argument in a college-level paper. Anybody could. But uh, I like to think that Stanley created a character like Spider-Man from his own imagination. Yeah. Um. And I actually just, I mentioned I watched a documentary about Steve Ditko. Yeah. He was the artist for Spider-Man. Sure. And there was actually a lot of uh, conflict there because Stan Lee had the idea of Spider-Man and the general idea of like, oh, he's a nerdy kid and gets spider powers and stuff. But Steve Ditko was responsible for all of the art and even sometimes writing it. Like Stan Lee would just kind of like come up with the plot and Steve Ditko would write it, sure. and then that led to issues where it's like, oh, well, who actually created it, the person with the idea or the person executing it? Um, mm. Not not to take away from, from Stan's legacy, I don't want to take away I from guess, Stan's legacy. It, that can be applied to any profession anywhere, especially media professions. I mean, I don't know. That, that, that was just interesting tidbit that relates to Stan Lee in my life that recently came yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man was one of the first characters that came out that there was no part of his, unless he was Peter Parker or unless there was a scene where he had his mask off or something, there was no part of, and which didn't come for a while, there was no part of him that was seen in the hero form. And Stanley makes has this commentary, I think it's circulating Twitter again now, that where Spider-Man was super successful because any kid who was reading the comic could see themselves as spider-man and now you know fast forward i don't know spider-man came out in what the 60s 50s uh i want to say 60s but well for all fast i know it could forward be the 40s, to 2018 like. now we have although it doesn't look great the film uh where the spider-verse and miles morales is you know oh, finally... no, i think that looks awesome yeah we'll see the animation no, looks good the animation looks amazing which <laughs> it, it could be enough for me to 
to enjoy the movie. Yeah, I'm not saying the animation doesn't look good. I'm, I'm a very plot-driven guy in my criticism of movies, plot and characterization. And it, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, now they're finally bringing like other versions of Spider-Man to the screen, uh, which is good. Although Miles has been around, I think, for a I don't know how long, but they wrote him into the comics. I don't even think he's the th- second Spider-Man. I think he's the third. Um, he might, he might only be the third. He came in Ultimate Spider-Man, like maybe a decade ago. I was gonna say ten years. Um, I thought it was yeah ten. But but there there is another guy. I forget his name. He's called like the Scarlet Spider. I think he he is from before, from like the eighties or something. Oh oh yeah maybe. Um, yeah, well, well the, the nitty-gritty of Spider-Man doesn't matter besides the fact that he's objectively the best hero and Stan Lee created him, so whoa, 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 the back. GOAT. First of all, Stan Lee, GOAT, yes. Spider-Man, best hero, no. Um, I don't think I have a best hero, but I don't think it's Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man's the most recognizable, most friendly, mo- uh, al- although not a lot of recent comics. No, he actually did torture Sandman in one comic line. Um, I don't think he's the best. Um, yeah, not the best for sure. Not. Okay, yep, heard it here. I mean, first. it's n- no, you haven't. This is definitely <laughs> not the first time someone said this. There's no objectivity to this. Um, but you know, great hero, enjoy it. Always enjoyed it as a kid. Um, I think most kids do. How do? How does Stanley? No one can come up with an idea for a hero anymore. I mean, it's impossible. Think what? about all the Marvel people you know, all the ones you don't know, all the DC guys you know and don't know. Like, how how is an original idea for abilities or going to come? The, it's not. The newest? No one's going to touch. DC's not going to create a, a, a superhero that has spider-based powers. Oh, God, no. Yeah, that, would be, that would be suicide, basically. Yeah, it's, like, that's not they wouldn't happen. get anywhere with that. It's like but Marvel's not going to create Batman. I'm thinking the newest hero that gained... Any traction, and it's actually not hero. It's a group of heroes, and they only have one story, and that's Watchmen. They were they were conceived in the eighties for that story. Yes, Watchmen is standalone right now, though. There's not a continuation. Exactly. There's no, I know that's yeah. what I mean. It's a, it's a standalone story. They did have. A they crossover. might be the newest one though. Maybe. I I mean, there's some. Obviously, there's pockets of. I'm sure, just like there's pockets of every culture category that support different areas that are like diehard fans of like the inhumans which are just i i don't i find them entertaining or you know other heroes that like we don't know about but uh recognizable outside of like the avengers and spider-man um very few every they've done it every new character made just becomes a variation of one of the heroes that is already established right and uh, it's, it's hard for people to come up with like abilities, let's say you're super powered, not just rich, um, that are not that are original and like entertaining to have unfold before you in a comic or a movie. Like, I don't know, it's it's hard. I don't know how to do it. I mean, Thor is Thor's a Greek god, or oh. not Greek, uh, uh, Norse, Norse, um, and like there's you know Iron Man's rich and uh, Black Panther has been around for a while and like his mythology and everything but it's i don't i don't know who i don't at least there's nothing that comes to my head that's like oh yeah that was conceived three years ago and it's like really crazy good right now i would be interested in looking into the comics world for that because i don't think i'm especially tuned into the comics world like i know i know a decent amount but a decent amount passable amount for sure me too i don't know the new ones coming out yeah i'm not like um I'm not as in tune with the comic world as I am with, let's say, the music world, where I know the music that I'm going to like or artists that I'm on my radar that are coming out. Like, I know where to find them, where to go to look, look at this music. Like, I'm involved. Um, part of that is because comic book stores in general have gone. Like, there's not that many. There's no newsstands anymore. Um, a lot of them are making the switch to electronic, which... I had a Marvel Unlimited subscription before. Not sure if it's worth it. I mean, it is. You get so much content. If you have an iPad, it's worth it. You get a lot of content, yes. You don't get some of the premium. Like, these are really good writers today writing. You get a lot of the old stuff, which is good because you get a lot of the background. Um, 
but uh, they definitely if you're if, if a new story comes out and let's say sometimes I hear of like something that won an award not sure how the award system works but you know that like, it's promoted for that reason and I want to read it it's not going to be on their subscription it's going to be you can buy it through electronic but it's not going to be on their like monthly subscription read as many, much as you want I miss like Apple Music the days of having a functioning iPad because yeah. if I if I had one I would totally have Marvel Unlimited because it's a great way to quickly read and it's just there is so much content on there that there's a lot they have you'll most never the, run out they have most of the events the big events they call them comic events that yeah. like infinity war was an event um they actually i think they redid infinity war um not too long ago um a lot of people get hung up on uh and it used to be me we're like okay you have all this content we're used to books where it's beginning, end. Even if it's a series, Harry Potter 1, Harry Potter 8. There's a beginning, there's an end. Comics, it's there are 12, 12 series about their uh, origins. Yeah. You and just have to know the basics and then watch each different writer's interpretation. My, my strategy would be doing intense Google searches to basically track down the events of like, okay, so... In Ultimate Spider-Man, this thing happens from issue 12 to 18. It gets gets confusing. So I would read those ones. It gets confusing for the consumer. Think about the, uh, I don't even want to call it controversy. I think I mentioned it on our Halloween episode. The John Carpenter Halloween, like, he basically said, I'm back on the movie. All these other movies, they're just arcs. They didn't really happen. And some comics are like that. Going back to to superhero stuff, Superman Returns. Oh, the yeah, one it's that like, came out happen. like a decade ago. That's if Superman 3 and 4 from the 80s just didn't exist. Right. And Kevin Spacey, who has no career anymore. I liked him as Lex Luthor, though. But uh, too bad. Kevin Spacey, one of those guys, uh, definitely deserves not to have a career anymore. 100%. It's tricky. I mean, Hollywood, that's maybe a different episode. But... Uh, um, it's you know what's tricky finding an actor that isn't in a Marvel movie. Yes, they they just uh, cast or supposedly cast Lucy Hale from Thirteen Reasons Why in Lucy Avengers Four. Yeah, Thirteen not, Reasons Why. What what's her name? She's not Thirteen Reasons Why. Are who, you thinking of the who of am the I thinking of? Girl from Thirteen Reasons Why. Am I? Yeah, that's not Lucy Hale. Lucy I Hale's from know. a different similar show about teenage drama. I want to say exist. she's Pretty Little Liars. She might be Pretty Little yeah. Liars. Um, Regardless, I don't drama. I don't remember the name of that girl. Besides that, her name is Hannah Baker in the show because they repeat that. But was like was every it Hannah, the Hannah Baker actress or the Lucy? I, I think, think it was Lucy I Hill. Think, was it the uh, Hannah Baker actress? I think it was the Hannah Baker actress. I'm that? recalling seeing this headline. Um, but either way, like they're stretch. I mean, I don't know how good of an actress they really are but then again i guess it's marvel it doesn't really I, matter who, who knows what their role will be like wh- like we'll robin trabatsky everything will be good aka her name in real life um was <laughs> commander hill who is a very important character in civil war in the comics not so much in the movie at all yeah uh just one uh, thing, samuel l jackson one thing we were talking about before the podcast started is how like dc doesn't have their Stanley, at no. least that we can think of. They have prominent writers like Frank Miller, but also he wrote Frank for, Miller started in Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Also wrote for Marvel. He went back and forth. He wrote for kind of whoever, I mean, whatever. Um, yeah, there's no like DC, who do you think of? Um, we both have a friend who will say Zack Snyder in love with Zack Snyder. Loves every movie he touches. Um, I don't think it's Zack Snyder. Uh, I don't think fact, so either. I think he's made mostly bad movies. Um, even the director's cut, even though people will argue that director's cut of all Zack Snyder movies are better. Have you ever seen the Zack Snyder Watchmen? Yeah, that one's good. Is it good? Is it good good re- or is it oh. just good? Oh, it's good good. And the reason it's good is because Zack Snyder opened the comic, looked at the page, Put that page on the screen. Changed very little. That's why it was good. Now, All the work was done. He recognized He recognized how good it was and didn't change it much. He put it on the screen. And Watchmen being, it covers a lot of dark topics and the way Zack Snyder presents things on screen for that movie. Dark, for sure. Dark. Um, 
but a movie like Superman versus Batman, horrible. Yeah, really. Like, have you have you seen that movie all the way through, or at least parts? Most of it, I'd say. The I'd Martha say scene. Oh God! Oh my God! <laughs> like, what what a way to to begin the third act of a movie by having the two characters come together because their mother's names are Martha. Like, are you kidding me? It what was, a ridiculous yeah, twist. Henry Cavill excused himself from being Superman, which I think and is good. Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck is done with Batman. Um, I don't know who directed Suicide Squad. I saw tra- the, all the trailers for Suicide Squad. I, you know, The hype was very much so ingrained in a Every lot. Every trailer was good, if I recall. Eh, it was standard trailer. Like, okay, I'm semi-excited. As soon as the movie came out, I didn't want to see the movie. Uh, actually, as soon as the first Joker trailer came out for me, I was like, not on board. Um, do I think that what's his face could do a good Joker? Um, Leto or Jared you, Leto? I think you, he uh, could have done a better Joker. I don't know why they chose that variation of the Joker. I just think was wrong in its entirety. And there are people like my brother's one of them who argue with me whenever it comes up that Heath Ledger's Joker was a bad variation of the Joker. No, objectively. Um, I don't think Keith Ledger was a bad variation. I like Keith Ledger's Joker a lot. Suicide Squad's Joker was just not good to me. I've never even I've seen, seen a single part of that movie. I've seen my someone either in my house or in my back when I was living in my parents' house had it on and I watched I think like 35 minutes of it and that 35 minutes was like explaining the Joker and Harley Quinn their origin in that world I guess in that Ooh. movie. And it, it was just bad. Like, I didn't like the Joker at all. He wasn't menacing. He wasn't, I don't know. It just wasn't, uh, I wasn't on board. So DC is not doing well in movies at all. Although I, Wonder Woman did well, but Wonder Woman 2 is yes. getting delayed. Uh, but that's good. That's uh, that's probably for give, the best. Give everything as much time. I wanted to bring this back around, though, to with DC never really having that, like, guiding the icon of their brand and and like face stanley was also like the spirit of marvel yeah and it's clear in the movies everything everything in marvel movies is relatively lighthearted and it's fun and kind of bombastic and then it brings it back around to some like heartwarming thing just like that's like stanley as a person that those were the stories that stanley wrote yeah, a lot of the Marvel movies, I mean, they know their best demographic is like middle school, elementary, middle school kids, like early teens. I mean, obviously all the, obviously the reason they're successful is because even adults um, like us like it. DC tends to be a little more serious, but if you're going to go the serious route, you have to like almost clearly define it and you have to be able to do it well. The characters have to be I don't know, like when Chris Nolan did Batman, Batman Begins, I don't remember that being wow. Like, no one was really crazy about it. Bat- when The Dark Knight People, came out... It, it was very well received when Batman Begins came out. It was very well received. But, but It was well received, but the mainstream like hype for it afterwards, there, it wasn't that big, at least in my viewing. And then Dark Knight came out, Heath Ledger, obviously the controversy, and uh, his, his death. There was definitely a jump with Dark Knight. Huge jump. But, but there are a lot of people, like, you go back to Batman Begins and, like, there's a a cult fan base that think like that's the best one. I'm not sure about that. If I agree with that, well, I mean, re- oh, rewatch it. I have Form rewatched it. We watch the Dark Knight trilogy in this house at least twice a year. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. I've seen the Dark Knight maybe nine times. It's a good movie. There As were... a matter of fact, um, I think I could I could go through that movie. I think I could comment on like every shot in that movie. Just because Chris Nolan is a genius in my head with a camera. But um let's just take this in the direction of like what do, what does DC need to do? I think it starts up top, not necessarily within DC, but every director has to be like a really good leader, really proven like Christopher Nolan. Because yeah. whatever whatever turmoil happens within that company, that didn't affect Nolan's films at all. At all. I think that they need to spend, and it's hard, I get it, to contract. Like We don't know the, all the intricacies and politics of Hollywood. But spending the resources, whether it's money or connections, whatever, to get a, let's call them visionary directors. When you tell Chris Nolan you're doing Batman, 
in his mind, he sees it coming out one way, a way that probably no one else is going to see it. I don't know if I'd be able to conceive really. I mean, obviously, Heath Ledger played a huge role with his preparation for it, how that Joker would have played out or the plot or, you know, all the things the Joker was going to do in The Dark Knight. They need like directors who can make a serious action film that is good a good serious action film now uh, aquaman look i have no interest in seeing the film i at don't all. either i really don't the villain doesn't again once again doesn't seem menacing i like, know for a fact every review every review is gonna say like yeah the water effects got really weird over time and yeah probably it like know, ruined just, the movie aquaman that was is only a okay hero for dc anyway but uh, I have no interest in seeing that. that um, ultimately, though, they switched their approach. I don't know how high profile this has been or if I'm even correct on this, but I heard they switched their approach, and they're no longer going down the, the cinematic universe route. They're just no longer going to be connected, and they're going to take it like comic book events, and they're going to tell these individual stories within within the dc world you kind of just know the characters back on they're not going to spend exactly. all that movie time building the character like the they announced the new joker movie with joaquin phoenix that's just a standalone movie that should be good that joker okay i'm not crazy about i'm hoping that i like joaquin phoenix i like him as an actor a lot actually harking back to an earlier off recording conversation we had he's in a movie called the master by paul thomas anderson's the director on that that i thought was good I think he's a good actor. I am not crazy about his makeup. They, they, all this controversy came about, not controversy, just commentary on his makeup that was released as like a teaser. Um, not crazy about it. I recognize that it's a Joker Origins film, but I'm hoping by like at the end, either, I don't know if they do post credits or whatever, by the end, I think they'll, he'll look more so like the Joker we know and love. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that movie. I think that's the first DC movie I think I'm excited for in a while. I'm excited for that movie. I imagine I will be excited for the next Wonder Woman if I ever get around to watching the first one. Because I've never heard a bad thing about it. Everyone seems to think, like, Everyone yeah, it's really high quality. It's, it's really good. Like, yeah, everybody seems it's to. It's not perfect or like anything. It. but um, Some people I know just like it based on Gal Gadot. Or Gadot. I mean, I like Gal Gadot a good bit, but... Regardless, I hear the movie is a good movie. I heard the movie's good. Yeah. I haven't watched it. Um, maybe it's because I'm so cynical towards DC. What else? DC, oh, another thing DC, but Marvel has this issue too, is they, they can't, a lot of people blame DC for everything DC does, which sound, that sentence didn't sound good. For example, Batman comic gets released, it's rated adult, um, because Batman's uh, family jewels are shown in detail uh, in the comic page <laughs> just shown and uh people are like oh dc is trash okay that was the writer and the artist who did that and then they since they're see that comic's valuable now because they i think they recalled them and then printed it with a sensor on it now um but uh really you just got to look at dc as hey we have a very bad director and team of and writers who write these movies Zack snyder writers and we need to get rid of them and just and stop trying to be Marvel and be DC. And I think that's what they really need to do. I'm, I don't know. who I, don't, I can't even think of anybody right now that I would like to see DC do, besides the Joker, that I'm really like interested in seeing them do. The Batman is such a solid character in DC that they're making money off. Like they, There's a lot of Batman movies out there. Let's talk about... Uh, Shazam, what's his real name? Um, Captain Marvel. Shazam. Yeah. Sure. Um, he that movie looks horrible. Oh no, I don't think so. Actually, oh my, I don't god. think it looks that bad. The anyway. actor, they, oh my god, that movie just looks bad. I just, uh, I like him as a hero. I, I think you know anybody that can compete with Superman, is cool. But uh, oh my god, that trailer just. I don't know. It's a feel-good movie, which I guess is out of DC's realm, usually. But. That's one thing I wanted to touch on, though. DC's realm. With this new alternative, they can they can get away from that. They don't need, yeah. to, they don't need to copy Marvel and be super joyful, a ton of 
PG, maybe PG-13 jokes. I mean, Marvel is joyful, but it's always the kind of joy that is there for the characters to deal with. Wow, there's a lot of death going on around us. Like Spider-Man, that's why he was always famous. You know, because he makes all these quirky comments, and that's because he's 15, and, you know, his girlfriend just died. He just accidentally killed his girlfriend. Or, like, you know, he's there's people dying all around him. So, yeah, he's making these quirky comments because that's, like, the psychology of Spider-Man. Yeah. And that's the psychology of the Marvel Universe, although there are dark Marvel comics and there are lighthearted DC comics. But I don't know. I but guess like, maybe I don't know enough about uh, Captain Marvel there to uh, – to, uh, like say that I'm not gonna like it because I don't know he just it's so I know he's a kid and I know he turns into a man by saying a word and I get that and I have no problem with that I don't know the way they're presenting it in the trailer just it just I don't know I'm not on board with the main actor either but I don't know one of the worst things that ever happened to DC might have been the Nolan trilogy because, because it, oh, it just pigeonholed like them pigeonholed, you know. into being this like dark, gritty. We can't have any fun at this movie. It it created that vibe for every single movie. Superman is not supposed to be dark and gritty. He's just not supposed to be. Now, Correct. May, maybe maybe so. seeing the all American hero with perfect white teeth isn't that entertaining Mm -hmm. but i think someone can pull it off superman was super popular for a reason someone should be able to make a good movie about him yeah i mean i'd like to see a movie where i mean nor like the man of steel it wasn't necessarily that because i saw that one um it wasn't necessarily that uh superman was struggling against Zod and them. It really wasn't that big of a struggle to me. He was just struggling to make sure not a lot of people died, although he destroyed Heaven City. Yeah. <laughs> um, there needs to be, like, what people really like to see, in my view these days, is, like, there's a foe, and the hero at some point is facing up against this foe, and it's a, it's a struggle. It's hard to defeat this foe. Black Panther, um, for example, kill, kill, uh, not kill, Killmonger. Kill, I was going to say kill Gore. Killmonger um, burned burned the the temple down. You know, took control of the kingdom. Was hard to fight physically. I mean, like that's a that's a villain. Superman. It's hard to give him a villain that like that because like he's I can do everything. <laughs> yeah, and I'm indestructible. But um, Smallville was a successful show. Smallville was successful. The first two from the 80s were were, were successful. successful. I've never seen them. Gene Wilder's in as Lex Luthor in in both of those, I think. Yeah. So, um it just doesn't make any sense to me, but my solution for DC is that they they find the right director for the job and they just give them Here's control. my flip point. DC can't make or is trying or you know, got pigeonholed by um the Dark Knight, which is three movies, pigeonholed them into this dark despair movie, everything's serious. Marvel, on the flip, Iron Man in 08, all the movies have had a similar vibe, you know, not too serious when it's seriousness, um, yet can successfully, easily, it seems, produce at least two gritty, dark Super adult themed television shows. Netflix, uh, Netflix's Daredevil and Jessica Jones. And I, I was attached to Drew Goddard as the director of Daredevil. This is why it's gritty. He did this. He directed it. The only reason they were able to pull this off so well is because of Drew Goddard. Season three Daredevil. There is a new director every episode. Season one Daredevil. Drew Goddard. I'm pretty sure directed the majority of episodes. And now I'm no longer attached to him. It's the writers. It's they're able to. Act, it's the showrunner, really. That guy, I think. Yes. So Marvel can do it. Marvel can go into TV and do these really gritty, really realistic, to a certain extent. Um, like a Jessica Jones has a lot of adult themes. Season one is, I mean, they touch on abortion. They touch on, you know, like family murder. They like it's dark and it's gory and it's. So Marvel could do it. DC should be able to. That's, I, I don't I think agree. that you should let three movies. Marvel had ten movies before Daredevil and Jessica Jones came out. I guess 
this harkens back to it's a point people make in sports a lot and also like with the precedent yeah. the person in ultimate power also needs the skill of hiring the right people and that's a skill um yeah, for sure and like for daredevil it wasn't all drew goddard no. they had a good team there that was able to to yeah uh, i think that their team of writers and the showrunner um I was attached the mix to Drew Goddard. Of directors they brought in. Right. I was attached to Drew Goddard because when season one of Daredevil came out, season one of Jessica Jones came out, loved them. Then Luke Cage and Iron Fist came out, and I was like, what's the difference between these two shows and these two shows? Oh, look, Drew Goddard's on these two and not on these two. Yeah, that must be it. And then I, I really started, when I really started becoming a super fan of Daredevil, I was like, oh, wow, it's really not just Drew. This showrunner's really good. Um, I look at a lot of the interviews of Daredevil showrunner because he describes usually the answers to a lot of his interview questions are, this is how we made this shot cinematography wise. And that's why the show's good. Every, uh, every movie producer I've ever heard a podcast with says showrunners are the best people to pick as directors. Yeah. I mean, even if he's not on the like directed by when the credits are rolling, I mean, he's. It's basically because it. when you have to run an entire TV show, it gets significantly more chaotic than your average movie. Yeah. So if you just bring them over to a movie, they can handle most of it. I wouldn't say easily, but like yeah. they're prepared. Another thing with DC is that, and and Marvel. Okay, Marvel. You have these the huge name heroes, the Avengers and Spider Man and Black Panther, like the ones they're fighting. Well, maybe not Black Panther 1, but in the Avengers. They're fighting these threats that are like, from the get-go of the movie, it is a global threat. That's why the movies, like, they have these huge, you know, fantastical, I'm forging a hammer out of a dead star, like, throw in some comedy, there's a baby tree that talks. Um, it, you know, the stakes are so much higher, but it's so much, like, smoother sailing with something like Daredevil, with something like Batman. The fight is just so down, even though Batman has done, like, world-saving arcs in the comics quote unquote um it's so down to the street level it's street crime um that's why it's more serious um except for the dark knight rises which was like gotham city in its entirety because no i don't know if i don't i mean who hasn't seen it by now but, yeah exactly but that's why i think that there's a lot of of uh, it's harder for dc they need to I don't want them to, because like Superman v Batman was technically like, or Man of Steel was technically like the world too. But I don't know. DC that was that was just mismanaged. Though. Yeah, it was just mismanaged. They need to figure. They need to figure themselves out. They need to figure out a, not even a formula. They just need to bring a bunch of people with a bunch of different ways of making a movie onto their side and make a movie. I don't know. So they'll be able to do it. I think it'll round out somehow. Rest in peace, Stanley. He he's responsible for superhero movies taking over our lives and with his death i don't think they're going away anytime soon so yeah. although people talk about the bubble i don't know if it's gonna go away soon and there there are people they're they're like marvel loyalists as if they have to be fully committed to die for this company i'm a believer of i want both the companies to make good movies so that's why that's why we let in you think we'll ever see DC a day where there's a third someone else comes in it's no. not just democrat republican it's not just dc and marvel do you think it's possible to pioneer a new a new creative like company with superheroes i mean it's already hard to make it's, a new hero it's what we said exactly that i'm not even sure if they have the ability to make new heroes yeah, maybe so the like there will be a new guy or girl Made. I think the new backgrounds will be made. I think new characters coming from different walks of life are always able to be made. But, like, how do we conceive of a new power? Like, super strength, super speed, agility, you know, like, all the powers. They're just kind of, you know, renamed, recirculated. I got mine from a, you know, tree that was really a wizard, and I got mine from a, you know, I jumped into a vat of radiated, you know, popcorn. But maybe the background's all you need. Yeah, the background... I mean, writers writers who are drinking their own Kool-Aid and give these, like, talks at colleges say the same thing all the time. 
oh, everything's been done. The uh, All stories ever, including graphic novels, everything, movies, everything. It's the same seven stories. Like, there is these supposedly these seven stories. that yeah. are, You just have to figure out a different how you de- deliver the story, and it's you know unique and yeah i buy into that i've even heard people narrow it down to two like there's one where it's like a stranger comes to town or a guy falls uh, for a girl or something like that yeah it's uh, like a or someone goes on a journey i think it's yeah that's what it is so i guess it's just all how they deliver it i don't know all right let's kick it into what do we do first usually saltiest of the week yes owen has one that i gave him but go ahead i do have one (laughs) Um, the Golden State Warriors, they might be dead. This isn't a sports podcast, but you know, I think it, I, it dips in to pop culture when like two super famous people are fighting and that would be Kevin Durant and Draymond Green. And seeing as the Warriors have just dominated the NBA, Mm. this is a huge story. The team to beat LeBron. Really? I don't know the full details on it, even though I listened to a I don't podcast think about anybody it. Anybody knows the full details. I I even tried to read two or three articles about it. And I was like, I have no idea what's going they, on. They they got into like a really big game against the the Los Angeles Clippers, formerly the uh, Buffalo Braves, um, and the Clippers ended up winning, even though the Warriors are obviously the better team. They're the better team any given night, but. Draymond did something at the end of the game. He was real close and talking into the ear of somebody. Yeah. He he did something at the end of the game, and it pissed off KD. Then they got into an argument, and there are rumors KD might leave after the season. And I guess Draymond brought that up, and that led to like a locker room explosion. Um, Isaiah Thomas said that there should be boxing gloves in every locker room today. Really? On Twitter. That would be great. Because <laughs> uh, they could settle their beef. <laughs> that would be amazing. The NBA has never been better because all of the athletes are so individual in that league. Like, everyone knows their faces because they're not wearing helmets. Yeah. Um, the commissioner is great and lets all of them, like, speak out like actual people you're st- you, what you're essentially about to say to me and i know you're going this route because you're a super fan of these types of shows oh, you I know want a reality show on the nba uh, well it <laughs> is a reality show <laughs> it basically is um they're just in this environment that no one else in the world can be in and we're just seeing all the turmoil that happens when when people are put into that environment and like all of this stuff is is just hanging out to dry at the beginning of the season. Like Jimmy Butler, guy that just got traded, he was flat out bullying his teammates on the <laughs> other team. And this was like public. He would do it during games. He he threw a ball, like lobbed it up over the head of Andrew Wiggins, and Wiggins just took it. Like he just closed his eyes and he went onto the court like sunken shoulders. So essentially they have free reign to do what they want in the NBA. I mean, I don't know. Every time someone says anything in the NBA, it seems like I see it in my Twitter timeline. Uh, they can't say anything. It's just, it's never been bigger. It's the best sport going right now. Like, and I don't even mean basketball. Basketball is the best sport in my opinion, but it's the best league. You might like football more, but like oh, Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell is horrible. The NFL is horrible. Objectively. And the NBA is handling everything right, and now we just get to sit back and watch one of the. Do best. we see this kind of uh, behavior in college ball? Um, not as much. Well, no, that's more under wraps, like oh, so guys so just getting, getting, paid, getting not slid getting a million dollars, right. but but everyone's getting paid, and then you see, oh well, this team just like I guess they didn't win the championship in '87 because they paid a guy now, but um, no one really cares. The college game is going to die soon, in my opinion. Interesting. A lot of bold opinions coming yeah. from you. Football's not as good as basketball. Well, if I if I revived the NARPcast, one's got to go. Maybe we can get my one's full opinions go. on this. Football, basketball. What are you picking? Football. Really? Um. Well, okay. My conflict with that comes with I love the Bills but more than any a other team. team. No, it's not that they're a horrible team. I love the Bills more than any other team, but I love basketball more than football. So it's like, do I want the sport or do I want the team? I guess uh, choose the 
the most good. There's more people having jobs if you choose yeah. the basketball. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna choose basketball. And but if I'll the just, Bills, I'll just move to a city that has a team. If the Bills became a team that were formerly known as, that would be super disappointing. We would have oh, we would yeah. have the Sabers. Yeah, and the your favorite favorite, the Buffalo the Bandits. Bandits. Yeah, um, I've often said I work for the Sabers, and I've said like, yeah, I would trade them for an NBA team in a heartbeat. Like I, I would, love I, an NBA I wouldn't even blink if it's like, oh man. Buffalo's such a hockey town. What would we be without the Sabres? I'm sending them wherever to get an NBA <laughs> team here. A lot of, lot of hockey people going to see you in the streets. You're wearing a Sabres jacket right now. A lot of, lot of yeah. people who, uh, who are like on Twitter that we went to high school with are going to find you in the street. The hockey people. We went oh, to, and uh, they're going to try to assault you now. I, I, uh, I tweeted this one time. I got a couple likes, some angry comments, and one, like, kid that I guess was in high school, like, three years behind us. I don't know how he saw my tweet. <laughs> and and he, he responded, Buffalo would never let that happen. And I said, too bad I'm not giving them a choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was uh, today years old when I uh, heard that. Look, okay, <laughs> you keep it's bringing okay. that up. I, I, you know why I brought that up? I hate that on Twitter. I hate when people say that. Yeah, and that's what I was making fun of. <laughs> and I didn't get a single like off of it. I was today years old when I uh, figured out that this little indent of metal on my uh, fuel door was where my cap gets held for my gas. I was today years old when I figured that out. And half the time I see these things, I don't think they're real. Uh, the thing about the fuel cap thing, um, I've never even seen that one. There is like a little like ledge, I guess, on my door to my car, but my cap is also attached by a cord. Yeah. A short one. I let my cap fall. Yeah. As I'm whatever filling the gas gas cap. Yeah. Today years old when I decided not to care about those tweets. Yeah. But, uh, my saltiest, um, not really anything as pronounced as, uh, as the NBA. I was going to go with one of my roommates, but then I decided to go with you. Why? You went somewhere for school and they interviewed you. Our Channel 7, which is yeah. obviously different from wherever your local station is, but our Channel 7 here in Buffalo interviewed Owen about Thanksgiving and they asked him when people should acknowledge Christmas and Thanksgiving, whatever. And Owen, Owen gave this, I guess, <laughs> according to him, some like preamble level response. And they basically chopped it down to one sentence, which read, don't acknowledge Christmas till after Thanksgiving. So the very institution that Owen is studying hard, I might add, he wakes up at 630 a.m. Look, you said it, not me. He, the very institution he is studying hard to be a part of, has cast him out. This ties back. This is your I'm becoming a, a vigilante moment. You're now going to go dismantle. You're going to don a mask, not a Sabres one. And you're going to go and break in, and you're going to be like, no. you know, run my interview. It's it just justice. It, it further cements the, that, you know, the industry needs me. Are you more of a pick your battles, rise through the ranks over the course of several years, then change the industry? Or are you more of a deal with these dilemmas now? Because if I don't take a stand now, by the time I get up there, any change I can do will just be nothing. Um, I think I don't. I'm not saying those are the only two approaches, but I recently was watching an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine, which funny. I take crime classes, um, not super realistic, except for one episode they ran about racial profiling. It was one of their more serious episodes. And this this was brought up. Do you submit the complaint and try to deal with your professional issues now, but maybe not be able to make it as far because now people are like, well, this guy's an issue guy. Or do you wait, rise through the ranks, and try to change it from within, Owen? Um, How salty are you? How much is your need for vengeance? On paper, the logic of rising through the ranks and then using the that power, power you to change. Yeah, that sounds like the best thing. But at the same time, in like the media industry, I need to find like my own style. Yeah. And my style doesn't necessarily correlate with what is happening right now, and I more just have to sell people on that style sure. and hopefully I would be able to inspire people with it, I guess. 
but I don't think I don't think uh, I'm coming in like a trailblazer trying to burn down the institution and then I'm the only one that has any an axe to cut down wood so that we can then build the institution again. So not only are you contributing to global climate change by burning a large building down, but you're also cutting down a tree. Good job, Owen. Yeah. Here's my question. Was there somebody else with you that got interviewed that got a larger no. quote? Oh, um, really? I was alone. What was happening is um, working at Best Buy now with all these photography guys all the time. They inspired me. So I was downtown for this class, and I decided to stay after downtown a little bit extra, and I, I got some pictures. I'm not going to share any of them. Oh. But uh, while I was taking pictures, this reporter came up to me and interviewed me. I gave this whole thing about how you can't decorate for Christmas till after Thanksgiving because, uh, as you know, everyone in the world should follow my ideals. And I'm not <laughs> against this ideal. I also think that uh, decorating for Christmas any earlier than like uh, November, like at basically before Thanksgiving, is absurd. I'm just more curious at how this happened. You were downtown. Reporter just saw you alone. They were like, there's the yeah. kid. Yeah, there's the guy exactly we're going to steal. We know exactly what he's going to tell the us. The guy was very nice. I, I got a little networking. Um, but Do you think they watched oh. the entire thing in their break room and they were like, what do you think of this guy? Maybe. Load of baloney. Who knows? Uh, I then tried to bring it around to a point that I kind of fumbled around of like, I can't wait to listen to Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC, but like restricting it to that season is what makes that song special and they so, just yeah. cut it they cut it all they all, just all, wanted you all to, I they said. knew what they wanted you to say they were like as, as soon as we get this guy oh yeah yeah i know i gave them that sound bite and you know it was great it was really wonderful but i i don't think i'll be getting the the casting calls like i thought i would be after this which makes me salty should sell yourself more than Owen. Sell yourself on the streets All right. of Buffalo. It's time for community tries, where we recommend things, anything, a lifestyle, a food, a food a type of countertop service, music, TV, movie. I'm going YouTube channel with this one. Uh, nice. I my productivity has been cut in half this week. Ironically, by it's kind of a productivity channel. The guy's name is Matt Diavella, D apostrophe Avella, um, and he's one of the guys that created the minimalism documentary on Netflix. It's very popular. Oh, I've yeah, never yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I've been meaning yeah, yeah. to watch it. Um, and his videos are awesome. Some of them deal a lot in minimalism. Some of them just deal in like kind of productivity stuff or or kind of like lifestyle stuff. Um, he has a podcast where he interviews a lot of other people in creative fields, whether they are YouTubers, music producers, directors, music video directors, that sort of stuff. And I have been hardcore binging this guy's stuff, and it's it's pretty good. He, he recently caught on big time, went up from like, you know, the 80,000 subscriber range to, like, the 600,000 wow. subscriber range. Was this so. because of the documentary? No, no. He he started this way after the documentary. I don't know when that came out. I want to say, like, two or three years I ago. I want to say 2015, but I'm not sure. Um, but he transitioned to YouTube in order to be able to just, like... Do whatever he wants. Exactly. And... He talks a lot about how it was like a struggle early on because he thought he was making good stuff and just none of it caught on. And then really once it, he started including minimalism in some of the titles, everything just like took off. And he doesn't he doesn't abuse that by any means, but um, his channel's definitely worth checking out. Every video is like five to eight minutes long. It's perfect. And then you can listen to an hour and a half podcast if you want to. In which he covers various topics with these creative people. Yeah, it uh, like some nice would say little, an umbrella. Some, it sounds like a nice little package. Um, package there. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll have to try that as a part of the Community Fries community who got a community try from one of our Community Fries members. I hope you do. 
mine, I'm just going to keep on this music boat. In four days. No. What is today? It's Wednesday. In two days. I don't even know if this podcast is going to be out in two days. I'm really hoping it is. I think it will be. In two (laughs) days. West Coast King, in his own right, maybe not the king of rap, is coming out with an album. Anderson Pack's album, Oxnard, is going to be amazing. There are my expectations. I'm not setting them any lower because I know they're going to be good. Dr. Dre is all over this album with the production quality. Legendary uh, producer. Anderson Pack is, I think he can do any style of music he wants and probably be mildly successful I mean, in the in the minimal I sense. recommended uh, Tints a couple episodes ago. Yeah, no, that's, this is, that's like a Bruno Mars song done yeah. by him, and that's amazing. He just released another song this past week off that album, off of Oxnard, which is the album coming out on the 16th, called Who Are You? And one of the promos, his promos are really clever. He's not necessarily getting into rap beef. He's not, you know, having baby mama drama. He's not, um, you know, putting a billboard with a scorpion on it where everybody can see it. Because he does his own thing his own way. A lot of Drake His promo for this song, Who Are You, was him with a large... Beats pill boombox Bluetooth playing the Who Are You song, going up to random people. Just they're random people on the street in a train station. They're they're focusing on their own group of people, whatever. Just starts dancing in the middle of them to the new song. Just seeing what they would do. And he's a good dancer and all that. And uh, I think that's hilarious. And he's throwing a carnival for this album release. Uh, if you're in the Los Angeles area, um, which. His album is not called Something World, and he didn't make this huge promise of creating a world around his album and not deliver on it. He's making a carnival. Um, Travis Scott made this whole idea of Astro World and blah blah blah. I'm not, you know, I liked Astro World. I'm not crazy about it, but I liked it. And I he think ha- it's pretty good. He has one ride that he brings with him on stage as he tours, but. Uh, Anderson Peck's not promising a world, yet he's giving one. If I was a good dancer, I'm not sure if I would ever stop dancing. I might just go through my day, all of my movements you know, being fluid I know and elegant. Who I hope to have on this podcast one day, who wants to dance for 72 hours straight. And this person thinks that once they do that, they will never have to work again in their life. <laughs> that it's a feat that will be unrivaled in history they will just go down as a famous rich person who because they danced for three days straight three days internet sensation you know i like the creativity of it you should hear him explain it (laughs) but uh so try try oxnard if you're not an anderson pack fan if you're not even a hip-hop fan i wouldn't even call his music hip-hop as a matter of fact in his new song who are you he says, although I don't take him seriously, I think he just makes a good point. Um, he says something, something, you know, this is why I hate rap for. and that, Or something like that. And then he responds to himself and goes, now, why'd you go ahead and say that for? Um, he's not necessarily rap. I like his music because it's, it's like somewhere. a soul blend. Um, I think there's a lot of soul in it. I think there's a lot of, there some hip-hop a lot of elements soul. in it. He, a lot of pop elements in it. You can take the soul and then say he's somewhere in the middle of hip hop, R and B and pop. I think somewhere like that. But yeah. his music is very unique. I think that this album, um, which will be his technically his third, that's like available because he's one of those guys that's like I have sixty five thousand songs that no one's ever gonna hear. Ha ha. And like he like you probably I'm taking his word for it, mate. Probably. Um, he said in an interview that he's done this album process 15 times, but there's only three, or with Oxnard, it will be three on Apple Music and Spotify and all that. So he's just as well-practiced a musician. He's maybe just not as public about it. Um, but this album will, in my opinion, hopefully, propel him into mainstream dumb for at least a month. At least, because that's usually... I hope so. I, I hope this is... He's very popular now. I hope this is what like skyrockets him. So do I. He's got some good features, and he's got a wicked good producer, Dr. Dre, legend in his field. All right. Well, that's been our show. Great show. Episode everybody. six. Congratulations. Of Pass Salt. We made it through.
we did make it. Uh, subscribe, rate, specifically on iTunes. I yeah. think that's you the only to, place where it matters. If you live within a five-mile radius of where I where I am, and you'll know because you'll probably know me, and you rate us five stars, I will personally bake you a cookie and give it to you. Personally. You know, I think people might actually take you up on that. So that's a good offer, and I hope you follow through on it. I hope people rate us five stars, and they're our friends or people who live within five-mile radius. If my neighbor, two houses down, who I've never talked to, rates us five stars, comes up to me as I'm walking to class and goes, Hey, man, I rated you five stars. I think think a cookie for a five-star review might be a little bit too much. I think they have to write the review as well. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I was that's what I was imagining. I was imagining five stars with like, you know, podcast is solid. Just three words. Give me a oh, three, yeah. three word five star review. I like heroes. I like heroes. Rest in peace, Stanley. All right. See ya next week. week.